0: good morning and welcome back to missing pieces i'm so glad to have you here with me today and today we're going to talk about forgiveness you know each of us have our own perspective on uh forgiveness especially with you know some of us we may have lost a loved one during um covet and then we were isolated for almost a year and a half and we were alone with our homes and even though You had family in your house. You were still alone. And some of us had to work from home like I did. And then some of us still had to go out in public to work because we still needed food. We still needed the essentials for us to uh, to live and then some of us lost our jobs and then uh, because you lost your job you found yourself uh filing for unemployment and you had to uh, apply for food stamps and emergency funds and the list can go on and on but one thing that stands out from this pandemic and now we're dealing with what B4, B5 and monkeypox. I think that's it is we need to forgive. You do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. That's in James 4, 14. And because time waits for no man, and we all know that phrase, we've heard it several times in our life, and it means that some things are inevitable, such as birth, death, the sun rising in the morning, and the passage of time. And for that reason alone, we must be open to forgive. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. said, he who is devoid of the power to forgive is devoid of the power to live. When we forgive another person, let me just say this. It doesn't mean that you are, you know, you're back to being cool with one another. It also, it doesn't mean that the person you forgave has been given a a get getaway free card. And by all means, it doesn't mean that you have given that person permission to come back into your life. You know, when we forgive a person, you are doing it for yourself. It's your freedom. It's your freedom to live again. It's, it's, it's it's rewarding. It feels good. And how many times have you been told to just forgive them? You know, I, I, I think when we're seeking ways to forgive the person, we automatically think that they're coming back into our lives. And no, 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 that's, that's not the reason. You can make that clear to that person that even though you forgive them, it doesn't mean that they're coming back in your life. You know, forgiveness takes time. It does. It takes a lot of energy. Whew. It takes patience and love. And only you will know when the time presents itself to, uh, to do so. And trust me, you know once you have forgiven that person, you will begin to feel the weight lifted off of your shoulder. It's like, um, um, it's it's like uh, you don't have that weight hanging down over your shoulder again. And let me ask you this: Have you ever um, had a dream about someone or a person, or that that person may come into your thought? And it's a feeling of uneasiness. Um, sometimes with me, I become a little nauseous from the mere thought of this person coming into your mind. It's like, okay, why is why am I thinking about this person? You know, what's going on with this person? And I've learned that when that happens. I would pray for that person or I would send a text or I am that person to see if all is well. Even if this is the person I have yet to forgive. You know, God has given each of us a special gift. And that special gift is to sense and feel people and places and things. You know, it's called discernment. That's what it's called. And in accordance to us, uh, you know, of uh, 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 me being obedient to the word of God. Sometimes you gotta release that thing. If that person come to your mind, you driving down the road, and all of a sudden you think about that person, and you and it stays with you, and it stays with you, and you can't shake it. Then you need to pray for that person, or just reach out, reach out to that person, and say, "Hey." It's all as well. Is anything going on? And then just say, "I'm praying for you." Now, let me just let you know. um, No, I'm not a psychic, and no, I'm not a weirdo. I'm just an ordinary person who recognized that my gift was given to me from Christ, and it some it. The majority of the time, it, um, it requires my obedience and guidance. And no, I don't go out seeking stuff. It just comes to me. You know, I say all of that to say, release it. Let it go. Let it go just let it go. Just let that stuff go. You don't need to be holding on to that, 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 that unforgiveness. Forgive the person. Ask the person, you know, ask for forgiveness. and mean, if you're the one that initiated the pain, then you go and you ask for forgiveness. If somebody uh, did something to you, then you Uh, uh, let them know that you forgive that, you know, that person. Because when you hold, excuse me, when you hold on to unforgiveness, you know, it harbors sickness, diseases. And, you know, and it affects the mind. And it causes you to think on things, you know, that aren't really real. And, you know, we call them strongholds. And, you know, strongholds come through the mind, and when you think on something or imagine something, and you keep thinking and thinking and wondering to the point that this thing is bigger than your head, you've created a world of unbelief because you thought something, and now that stronghold has taken over your entire thought pattern, and now you're mad and you're upset at someone or something, and it's not even real. Just forgive. If you've been wrong, hurt, rejected, whatever it is, ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness. If you're the person that wronged it and you lied on that person or took something that wasn't yours, ask for forgiveness. Take time to ask yourself, is it worth me holding on to this thing? Because life is short very short. If a person disrespected you, you know, you know, made you upset or placed you in a predicament, tell that person, don't let that thing stay inside of you, causing you sickness, giving that thing permission to take over you. Be a woman, be a man and confront, but do it in love. Be calm. Ask God to word your mouth so that the person can receive what you have to say. And please, by all means, don't post any subliminal on social media. That's not the right way to do things. And then, you know, sometimes you worry about even doing that because people get so upset quickly and they go to shooting and fighting. So, yeah, I get it. I I get it. I do. You got to be careful. I do. Be careful. If you need someone with you when you go and you tell that person that you forgive them or when you go to that person and you ask for forgiveness, do it. Have someone with you. Because holding on to stuff is exhausting. It's tiresome. It, it, you know, it, it'll give you a headache. You know, forgive. Unforgiveness leads to stress, anxiety, depression. And yeah, it can lead to cancer too. Because that thing has been harboring and festering inside of you. And, okay, so, you know, let's look at it like this. What if you can't ask for forgiveness Or you can't forgive someone else. Because, believe it or not, you have yet to forgive yourself. You don't know how to love yourself. What do you do? Because you haven't figured out how to love yourself. And this can be very painful. If you cannot love you, then how can you seek forgiveness or forgive another person? And what I'm going to say to you, pray and seek God. Go to therapy. Get counseling. Yes. Get counseling. Everybody goes to counseling. And I know that there's an issue with uh, the backup time for counseling. Um some people have to wait two in three months to get in for counseling. But still, go to counseling. Or go to your pastor or your layperson, whomever you, you know, if you have a church, go to your church. Um, I'm going to be doing counseling um, virtually, my website is under construction. And once it's open, I will let you know. Um, I'm going to be accepting all major insurances. I have someone processing all of that for me, getting everything together, so I'll know exactly what I am need. You know what I need to um, have done to put all of my ducks in a row. But you know, forgiveness is important in life. You know, we can no longer go through life harboring resentment and pain. Let it go and move on with your life. Whether you choose to accept the forgiveness is up to you. But when that person comes to you with a sincerity of heart, receive their forgiveness and move on. You know, like I mentioned before, it doesn't mean that you're going to allow that person back into your life. That's your choice. You have that choice to do that. Sorry. My mouth was getting dry. And another thing. And when you go to that person and you let him or her know that you forgive them, do it in love. In a pure heart. And do it with God. You know, as a Christian counselor, you know, forgiveness is a crucial uh, part of the process in relationship healing and restoration. Unforgiveness has been known to be significantly uh, causing anxiety and the feeling of being threatened, and it can prolong trauma symptoms, it can cause social um, isolation, and it can even cause pain in your relationship. And when we help clients who give and receive forgiveness, the objective in Christian counseling is to engage in lamenting. Now, when I say lamenting, you know, I'm not saying that you're going to be on your face at the, you know, at the altar screaming and, you know, snotting and everything like that. I'm talking about you seeking God and you can seek God through prayer and through the reading of the scripture because in prayer you know it releases the power of anger and shame and sadness and confusion but that's a part of christian counseling and we also encourage humility you know by helping the client see their own contribution to the uh, to the trouble because the client do you know you do Pay, uh, excuse me, play a part in what what's going on. You're not totally free from it. And then releasing forgiveness and apologizing helps the client prepare themselves before actually uh, uh, seeing that person. In other, in other words, we do role play. And sometimes during the role play, Uh, play a lot of things comes out a lot of emotion comes out a lot of things that have been hidden in the back of your mind those things come out and then when we do the role play it helps our clients to be christ-centered and it helps them to uh, uh, develop uh, maturity and character And it allows them to see themselves as God sees themselves. But I can tell you one thing. The lack of forgiveness allows people and clients to, uh, 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 it's like they're holding on to the anger against their perpetrator. It's like they don't want to let go. But they don't understand that when you give, when you're doing the forgiveness, you know, unforgiveness, it strips away. You know, forgiveness, it, 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 it allows that shield and it exposes any type of further abuse. Now, there's three types of forgiveness. One is exoneration, forbearance, and release. Exoneration is the closest of what we usually think when we say forgiveness. Exoneration is wiping away the slate clean and restoring a relationship to the full state of innocence that you may have had before this incident took place. And within that exoneration, there are three common situations that takes place. The first thing is that when you rely that that harmful action was a genuine accident for which no fault can be assigned, yeah. And then the second thing that takes place is when the offender is a child or someone else who, for some other reason, did not understand that they hurt or they inflicted pain on you, but yet they still love you. And then the third thing that takes place is when the person who hurt you is truly sorry, And they take full responsibility without excuses for what they did. And they ask for forgiveness. And they give you confidence that they will knowingly, that they knowingly, that they knowingly will not repeat that action. And then the second type of forgiveness is forbearance. Here... Uh, uh, it gets a little bit complicated because with forbearance, um, the offender makes a partial apology or mingle their expression of sorrow with blame that you somehow cause them to behave badly. And then an apology is offered, but it's not authentic. And you should always be careful with this. You have to have a discernment and when you do this, it is a partial offense. And it's like um, there's grudges and there's fantasies and there's a degree of watchfulness. It's like you're going to accept it, but you're going to be mindful and you're going to be watching them and making sure that they don't do this again. And it's like it's an insincere apology. And you got to be careful with those. And then the third forgiveness is called release. (laughs) And then the release does not exonerate the offender, nor does it require forbearance. It does not even demand that you continue the relationship. But it does ask that instead of continuing to define your life in terms of the hurt that has been done, you release your bad feelings and your preoccupation with the negative things that have happened to you. And this means like you're releasing it all. And if you do not release the pain and anger and move on, you're allowing the ones who have hurt you to live rent free in your mind. And whether you get to this point or not on your own, it, it may require some counseling. But the release liberates you from the tyranny. Of living in the traumatic past. Now we all know T.D. Jakes. Now T.D. Jakes has given us four types of forgiveness. And these are people who seek forgiveness. That's number one. And those who seek forgiveness want to be uh, absolved by the one they hurt. And consequently they pursue forgiveness in order to relieve them of their pain. And then number two are the people who forgive. There is a power found in forgiving. The forgiver must weigh the natural urge to hold a grudge against the morally right decision of offering forgiveness. And that's where this came from today. Giving into the desire to withhold forgiveness is much like drinking poison. And then there's the people who forgive themselves, number three. Self-forgiveness can be most difficult because we're often our worst critics. And we are examining our faults and we make it personal. And so it's easier to forgive others because we do not hold them to the same high standard that we hold ourselves. And we do not take their failures as intimately as we take our own. People who cannot forgive themselves become tied to feelings of bitterness, anger, and they compromise their mental and physical health. I mentioned that earlier. And then number four are people who wonder, this is good, if God forgives them. Have you ever been like that? I have. And this guilt can conjure a storm of doubt. That stronghold. If you've sought forgiveness from others and yourself, you might still seek divine forgiveness. And this type washes away any resi- any 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 type of uh a uh, doubt of your self-worth. While we receive direct responses from people, we have wronged. God's word can be harder to hear because you can't hear. However, this is good. With God, we know forgiveness is available to those who are sorry and intend to do better. And he closes it out and he says, forgiveness is a gift. Ask for it sparingly. Give it freely and value its power I love it I love it so forgive yourself forgive others ask for forgiveness and when you've done that you go to God and you ask God to forgive you but I would do that first as a Christian counselor I go to God first and then God would guide me on how to go to that person and let that person know I forgive you. And then, when you do, if you are the one that initiated the problem, you go to God first and you ask God to forgive you. There are so many scriptures in the Word of God, or in your religion that you believe in, that you you walk in, that will give you those scriptures on forgiveness. And then you would go to that person and you will ask them for forgiveness. Because you've you've been healed first by the word of God. And you are loving yourself. And you have the desire to want to do better. And with that steps, forgiveness has taken place. And you can move on and you are released. Thank you for listening to forgive today i love it 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 this podcast was sponsored by missing pieces missing pieces is a virtual counseling organization and we're here to help you to put the missing piece back in your life so that you can live please subscribe to my podcast wherever you are listening it will be a blessing I want to thank you for listening today. I pray that God will bless your going out and your coming in and that God will watch over you and protect you from all manner of diseases and that God will help you to pull down those strongholds and release them back to the pit of hell where they come from. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. Think on good things today. Have a good day. Bye.